It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Alabas. That's right. There he is, oh. boys and girls. Yeah. Hanging out. Bonus streaming. Thursday night with Mr. Bass. What's going on? On, right on. How cold? You're in Kansas City, right? Is that where you're? Yeah, yeah. Brutal this morning, man. It was like zero this morning. I think it was negative ten when we came in from hockey practice a few minutes ago. That's terrible. And we're dropping. (laughs) (laughs) That is terrible. You get it cold enough though, where you could ice fish if you wanted to, though, right? Correct. Are you much of an ice fisherman? Not really. I, I think if I, you know, as a YouTuber, if I lived up there, I'd feel a lot of pressure to start doing it. Seems like there's Honestly, a lot of <clears throat> the guys that do it kill it, like Sobe and some of those guys. Yeah, they they make a killing in the winter. So if, if I was really about growing a channel and all of that jazz and just about <laughs> views, I would go ice fishing. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, some of us have a life outside of YouTube where you actually have to get the living part of life done as well. So that, that makes it challenging. Just like the whole social media thing. Uh, how many platforms do you kind of actively try to keep up on your social media? Um, I mean, YouTube's definitely a prime, you know, focus, but I have been dabbling on TikTok quite a bit. Like I'm actually, yeah. I've had, I don't know, a handful of videos get 50, 60, 70,000 views lately. So yeah, yeah, dabbling with that. And that's just mainly repurposing, like taking like that one moment out of an old video where like I get mad and throw my rod down or yeah. I, I like yeah. punch a pike out of the boat or like, you know, snap a rod or the other day I had yeah. one where I like was throwing a spinnerbait and there was a bunch of uh, zebra mussels on the grass. So like I didn't check my line. So I just went to cast it and the spinnerbait just went <laughs> so like. Just cutting them down in that vertical format and throwing them up there. So I'm not like really doing anything special. Like I'm not dancing. So if anybody wanted to see me dance, I'm not dancing on TikTok. But uh, Instagram, and I've really focused on kind of doing the same thing on Instagram, especially now that we're not like in the fishing season where I'm like snapping pictures and baits because I'm not fishing. Yeah, I'm just doing kind of some of that same stuff, putting reels up of kind of cool moments. And I don't know, it seems to respond to that. Yeah, I've been I've been doing the same. Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube are pretty much all I really focus on. Uh, I've got one TikTok that's got like 166,000 views or something. And nice. the reason it is is because I'm, I'm positive this is why it is. People think it's a golf. It has to do with golf because it says on the front, uh, the, the words that I put on it are a hole in one. And it's a friend of mine who, who who's pitching his uh, – He's pitching his uh, jerk bait. He's up at the front of my boat, and I'm in the back filming. And he's pit- not his jerk bait. He pitches a square bill crank bait, 
into the water and it goes right into a hole in the side of a tree that's in, standing in the water. You know, it's pretty cool. Uh, so I put a hole in one and I guarantee you people that even aren't fishermen say hole in one, what's that? And they click on it. Then they're like, Oh, this is fishing. Who gives a rip about that? Yeah. Uh, Chris, you don't have to make TikToks. Just go on there and watch them. <laughs> That's true. You can just watch. I, I'm actually pretty impressed. When you first go on TikTok, you're like, this is dumb. You're seeing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But once you start liking a few things and kind of watching, yeah. it dials in on what you watch pretty quickly. I'm pretty impressed with that. Yeah, it does. It does. The first time you go on there, it's going to seem like a bunch of random trash and, you know, thirst trapping and that kind of stuff. But if you just start pressing the heart on the fishing videos and, you yeah. know, if you're into That's like. Right. I watched like some barbecue smoking stuff and some of that stuff and it'll dial it in pretty quick. You know, there are a lot of uh, fishermen that are doing only TikTok. <laughs> They're not doing YouTube at all, just mm -hmm. TikTok. And uh, I don't know. There's something to that. The fact that you don't have to edit anything. Well, you, you do if you want to. I mean, if you want to get it down to 60 seconds, you do do some. So that's probably not completely true statement, but uh I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. It looks like it's pretty hot, though. Eliza says she can't keep up with her OnlyFans. She doesn't have time for the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you got your priorities. You know, that's what that's what matters. And uh, so, what can you do? So, uh, what are you doing this time of year if you're not since you're not fishing? Then, well, uh, I mean, like you, live streaming. Not nearly as much as you do, but uh, you know, going live, uh, trying to kick out a video or two a week. Um, going through some tackle right now, getting ready for some stuff to donate to like some high school. And I've had some other groups reach out to me. Cool. Um, probably going to sell some reels <laughs> on eBay or I know Gramps was, I like this old castaic that's been sitting around super free. He was uh -huh. interested in. So I'm going to probably get rid of a few reels and upgrade a couple of those. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like cleaning, sorting, maintenance, getting things ready. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have some alone time with the wife, and we'll talk about the boat situation, and maybe I'll be working on a, a new boat when I get back. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're you're a boat angler for sure. Uh, you ever done any kayaking or anything smaller? Never been. Uh, never done kayak, uh, but I do bank fishing a little bit. I probably should record more. Yeah. Uh, I always like in the when, when it's not frozen. I typically keep like a rod or reel in the back of the Tahoe and like just a little pack of like jigs and a couple frogs and some trailers so that i like if i just got 20 minutes to kill between shuffling kids to a practice or maybe mm -hmm. swing by the grocery store and like drag my feet and hit a pond like i do some of that stuff but i don't typically film it yeah uh I, i'm kind of all over the board i mean i've always been a bank angler i really like i like small fishing um so i've always done a lot of that but i got see i got my first bass boat I don't know how many years ago now, 15 years ago or so. <laughs> and I actually, funny story on my bass boat. I bought it used, but it was a, it was a, uh, Ranger bass boat that George Cochran won fishing a tournament and he won it and sold it on the ramp right when he won it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what he did was he signed, he autographed inside the lid lock or the rod lockers, he opened up the lids and autographed inside the lid, uh, George Cochran, you know, and uh, then he sold the boat to some dude and this dude took it. And then I bought it used from this guy. And he says, I swear, this was George Cochran's boat. He won it in a tournament. So 
I have a friend that's a buddy with George Cochran and contacted him to verify the story. And sure enough, he verified it and said, yeah, that, that was my boat. I want it. And I, I autographed it. So that was kind of fun. It was a nice boat for me. And then I, uh, you know, have kind of moved my way up and I got a bass cat now that I, I really like, but this whole kayak things turned me kind of upside down in the whole fishing. I started, I got in the same thing, watching YouTube videos. And I saw Drew Gregory, I don't know, 10 years ago now, probably on a Jackson kayak. And he was showing how stable it was. And he'd get back in these tiny skinny waters and I can't get my fiberglass boat back, you know, and that kind of stuff. I was like, dude, I need to try this kayak thing. So I did. And it's, it's really kind of hooked me. I, I find myself kayak fishing more than I, I'm in the boat now, which I never thought would, would happen. I could see it. Like if I had more time, I definitely would like to do it. I know uh, I just saw yesterday they announced that the Minnesota Bass Nation is starting a kayak series oh. that can put you into the, the kayak championship uh-huh. um, for Bassmaster. We've got a good one down here too. It's called Moyak. And uh, yeah, they've been really well organized for years now. But yeah, uh, I, I agree, Thomas. SLXXT is probably one of my favorite reels for the money. Yeah, a lot of people love those, talk a lot about those. Like that extra 30 bucks over their extra SLX, I think it's a really good reel. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, it's kind of funny, too, because uh, so many people don't, well, quality's in the eyes of the beholder, right, really, when it comes to reels and rods and that kind of thing. But for me, once I really started trying some really good stuff, it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to go back, you know. Um, you can definitely catch fish on a cheap reel, but mm-hmm. the experience is different when you got a really high quality piece of uh, gear, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's a minimum threshold, right? I feel like that. What is the minimum threshold? It's right in that. For me, it's in that hundred to hundred and fifty. Yeah, like for rods and reels. Um, I got some Daiwa Fuegos, I've got, you know, Dobbins Furies, but then I've also got Champion Extremes and I've got Cronarch CI4s and, you know, <clears throat> so it kind of runs the gamut. I've got, you know, my low end combos are probably like 225 and my high end combos are like 600. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I had a buddy on a tournament that we were at where he was, uh, he found, he found an NRX, uh, rod with uh, a metanium reel on it uh, in the water. It was in shallow water and it was just kind of bobbing. And, uh, you nice. know, he's and uh, it was brand new, brand new, uh, you know, basically $900 combo he f- finds in the lake. I mean, I was like, dude, how can you get so freaking lucky? That's, that's unreal. Um, the bet, the bet. What's the best thing you've ever found in the water? Hmm. Best thing I've ever found in the water. I found a shed once, like a deer antler shed, which was kind of oh. cool. <clears throat> I've I've come across. I came across a dead deer waiting in the water. Actually, when I was down in Watchtower River, I saw two dead deer in November in the Watchtower River. Um, but is like good stuff that I found. <clears throat> I don't know that I've ever found like a rod or reel. I mean, I found a few random baits. Uh-huh. Some plugs, but nothing like amazing. So that's a great... ever, like found like a you know original Vixen or anything cool like that. 
I think that's a great question for uh, the, the, the viewers here. Put in the comments, what's the coolest thing or the best thing you found in the water? The best thing I found is I found a $100 bill. Hmm. And uh, I was like, what? I was bank fishing, actually. And I'm walking along, and I look in the water, and I was like, that looks like money. And I stepped down in there, and sure enough, a $100 bill. Well, I got a good story about something somebody else found. What's that? So about three years ago, it was right around Thanksgiving, which is right around my birthday, and I just upgraded my phone. So I had upgraded to the Samsung at the time, 8 Plus, uh-huh. which at the time, three years ago, was brand new. And I went waiting in the Mississippi River for smallmouth. And uh, <laughs> when I went backtracking to the car, I couldn't find my phone. And I looked in it, and I walked back out, and I checked all the places, and I had to finally like bail because I had to be somewhere. Um, and three days later, some kids from Bemidji State messaged me on like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, right? Get all these notifications because I had like reactivated my old phone. Oh, uh-huh. and uh, and there was <clears throat> they found it in like waist deep water. They could they saw the blinking blue light out of the corner of their <laughs> eye. Holy they picked cow. it up. It was still working. It had 3% battery left when they found it. Jeez. And I used it for three years, and I just got this phone maybe like a month ago. That is crazy. That You, you were living right there for sure, man. There's somebody who found some Ray-Bans, an S-Waver yes. swim bait. That's cool. There you go. Uh, yeah, we've, we've, you know, fishing, we've caught a few rods and reels, but they've been like ugly sticks yeah. and just kind yeah. of. You know, or they were just so, they'd been in there so long, they were just so gunked up that. That's me. Anytime I find a rod, it's total trash. Johnson boat motor, that's pretty cool. Uh, That reminds me of a story I've told on my channel uh, before. Uh, Dead deer, uh, big fish, is uh, my buddy Joe, who is a fanatical fisherman, on his honeymoon, uh, his his wife says, look, we can go. He wanted to go to this lake. And she's like, we can go to this lake. Yeah, I'm fine staying in the resort or the lake or whatever. But I am not, you are not fishing on our honeymoon. You can just, you can forget that. It is not going to happen, right? So she wouldn't let him bring any tackle, no rods, no reels, no nothing. Well, what she didn't know is that he's fished this lake, you know, for years. And there was a shallow spot the year before where his boat dumped out and he lost several rods, like five rods and an entire tackle box. Well, uh, it was, it was, he couldn't recover it because the water was too deep and, uh, you know, he left. But when they came back on his honeymoon, the lake was like four feet shallower than it had been the year before. So he goes, he, they walk on the beach and he goes and he actually finds these four or five lost rods in the lake plus his tackle box. He takes them back to the hotel room on the honeymoon, and he spends all night cleaning up his rods and reels, and the next day he goes fishing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty freaking crazy. This dude is hes an animal when it comes to fishing, man. I did catch a jackhammer on Gunnersville. I do remember that. It was a jackhammer with a Zayko on it, green pumpkin. That's cool. One of the lucky things I had is uh, – Lucky Craft makes some really good baits that, that, that crank baits that they discontinued, and those things sure. are going for going for like fifty bucks on eBay. And I had several, and were fishing one, and it broke off, and I lost it. I couldn't find it. And then a few days later, 
This is a big lake too. A few days later, I'm fishing the opposite side of the lake, but almost parallel to where I lost it and ran into that crankbait and found it floating there all the way on the other side of the lake. So that was that was nice to recover a lost fifty dollar crankbait. There you go. Yeah, I don't know if I've got that jackhammer. I had it in my box for a long time. I might have finally pulled the Zayco off it and retrailered it and lost it again. <clears throat> Crappie cab, that's the grounds for divorce. <laughs> uh, no, Carol, that wasn't Steve. That was my buddy Joe, Joe Enda. He's on here every once in a while. That dude is he's he's nuts when it comes to to the whole fishing thing. Taco, Taco Warehouse. warehouse. I Sounds like it. delicious. Yeah, that does sound good. Taco Warehouse. You got something going there. Um, so uh, to Bateman, I heard he had like a sob story post on his community wall, like he wasn't feeling well and the truck was broke and oh, like I all see. kinds of things. So I just like I'll put out some good vibes on the YouTubes for Bateman and rep his, his hoodie tonight. I love Bateman. I, I've learned so much by watching his channel over the years. He's a uh, he's a good stick. He's, and, he's uh, kind of what like got me inspired to like do live streams. Honestly, was because he was doing them. He's he's like the OG, like, yeah. just hanging out, talking about fishing and, and right. baits and stuff. In his dark room, back in that dark, you know, he wasn't worried about cinematography or anything. And uh, his content was great. Still is. It's still great. And now he's old uh, Mark Menendez out there making videos with him. Yeah, I do have a. You know, we don't have to open it now, but just. I actually got oh, an order in today, and snap. what would be more fitting to open a box on a Mr. Bastry? Right? So You're hang in. We'll, we'll get to this a little later. All we'll right. A little, awesome. little sound preview. That's cool. So Omnia Fishing, uh, they kind of got a weird website. When you go on first time, they ask you to, like, pick – what do they ask you? To pick a part of the country or a type of fish you fish, and, and they – have you noticed that? Did you? It's been so long. I don't know if it was that way when I signed up or not. Yeah, when you go there now, they ask you like, "What part of the country do you live in?" and "Well, how do you like to fish?" And then they, uh, I always kind of try to skip that stuff and just go look for what I want to buy there. But they've got some sort of a system there where they identify help you identify baits based on criteria that you give them. Yeah, you know? region and yeah. what you select as your species. Yeah. Right, right on. So, like, if you if you go in there and you say I fish for primarily largemouth and smallmouth bass, it's not going to show you a bunch of crappie jigs. Typically, it's going to show you right. jackhammers and frogs and you know jigs and that kind of stuff. Heck yeah! So, uh, what what I know you're a you know you had a really good tournament season last year. What's what's the plan this year? That's a good question. I'm definitely going to fish like the Bass Nation stuff. I always do. I'll probably fish the TBF here in minnesota mm-hmm. um I, I honestly that's on my to-do list and maybe i'll like if we have some downtime like because i you know <laughs> I feel, i'm bringing my laptop to mexico next week and uh i feel like wow. if i don't have to do my day job stuff if we ever have a rainy day like i might be like just cranking out stuff and maybe i'll cool. figure out whether i can squeeze the bfls in or what i'm gonna do like last year i did uh, a tbf team trail with my my buddy michael uh, I did the, like the state tournaments for TBF and Bass Nation, and then a couple one-off tournaments, and then I ended up making the regional and then the the nationals, which ended up being a pretty full season. Um, and then hopped in a couple other things. So we'll see. Uh, at this point, I'm not in. I don't have a chance to make regional. Last year, I came in 11th in the top 10 go, so I was an alternate, and I got called up like 
48 hours before the tournament started and then i, I ended up almost winning that, yeah. that. <laughs> but, I remember that. So, that but i'm like i'm like the ninth alternate this year i finished like 20th or 22nd or i don't know like i'm 10 or 15 back so there's like almost zero percent chance that i would get a chance to go to regionals this year so no nationals so i don't have to kind of sit on that vacation time hoping to see yeah <laughs> so yeah. i might be able to squeeze in some other tournaments but i haven't sat down and planned it out i'd kind of like to get back in the bfls because it those are fun. They're, they're not good for making money, but they're really fun to fish. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. You're right. There's not much money in those. But what uh, uh, up there in, in your northern region there, what are the what are the primary waters that you guys fish up there? The, the thing is, we have like, <clears throat> I mean, like you see, right, like you hear about Mille Lacs and Lacrosse and a few other places, right, for the big tournaments like the Opens and the, and the Toyotas and stuff like that and the Elites. <laughs> But honestly, we have so many lakes that are like two thousand to like fifteen thousand acres. Yeah, that you know our circuits go to so many places you've never heard of. They've got so many options. Um, yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, like here- Gold Chain, Whitefish Chain, Lahamadu Chain, uh, Vermilion, Leech, uh, different sections of the Mississippi River, the Horseshoe Chain. You know, we go out. You know, Minnetonka, Green Lakes. There's several Green Lakes. I don't know. There's just <clears throat> Tons of stuff to fish up here. <clears throat> what up, Dave? Good to see you, man. Yeah, down here it's the same lakes over and over and over again. We got the Lake of the Ozarks. We got uh, Palm de Terre. We got uh, Table Rock. We, you know, uh, there there's just a handful of lakes that you just you rotate through. They're all the yeah. same. I actually and, bought my bass cat from um, Pro's Choice. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. they're at the top of or the bottom of Truman, top of the Ozark, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And then, so we fished the river part of Lake of the Ozarks there for like a day after I picked up. We like, uh-huh. we drove straight through. We got there like three in the morning, napped for three hours in the truck, grabbed the <laughs> boat, fished all day. And then we drove up and got like, a hotel like north of Kansas City. And then we fished Mazingo yeah. for half the morning and then drove home. <clears throat> yeah, man. Mazingo's not bad. Got a nice golf course around. Cool it. lake. Like, it was yeah. really, we didn't catch a lot, but I mean, really like good looking habitat, like grass and standing timber and, yeah 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 that's one uh even a lot of people in missouri don't even know about that lake so i'm surprised you you know that one uh, i think we were just kind of like you know google mapping what what could we find like that was like <laughs> a little closer to home so we could fish not have like a full like 10 hour drive when we were done yeah that's fun i've done some of those spontaneous sort of trips uh just hitting lakes that you never tried before that's always fun but uh, up the Minnesota area up there, it always sounds like with all those, all the lakes that uh, there's just some real treasures that don't get a lot of pressure, you know. We're down here, man. Everything gets pressured like you wouldn't believe. Because uh, we don't have any natural made lakes here. Everything is man-made. Uh, so it really limits, you know, what's available other than the ri- big rivers like the Missouri River. And you don't want to fish the freaking Missouri River. I mean, geez. Unless you're catfishing. Not there, but like up in South Dakota, there's some good fishing. Yeah. Once you get further north, it's it's great. But down like Hawaii here. and um, some of those are pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Gary, we so, do have it good for about six to eight months. And then we have the time this year where it was negative 10 outside and the wind's blowing and there's three feet of ice and it's not so good. Yeah. The other thing that I don't know if I could get used to, which I don't know if it's true for you guys, but it's definitely true for the Detroit guys and other places up there. 
you know, they have a season where they literally can't catch a bass. Have you got that as well? Or you, because I can catch bass year round. You know, yeah, if you, I mean, the water, you oh, can, can catch them, but you're not supposed to target them. So our bass season is closed from the last weekend in February until basically Mother's Day. Yeah, that sucks. I wouldn't like that. And then we have like a two week catch and release season, and then it it opens up. <clears throat> but but Wisconsin, you have one. just as they used to have a very similar thing where they were basically up until May first, but they just yeah. now opened a year round catch and release season. So maybe oh, nice. Minnesota won't be too far down the road, and we'll have a catch and release. Heck yeah, that's all. Because we need. do typically on a lot of years miss at least where I live in the state. Uh, you know, a month of open water when you can't target bass and you know, it would be really cool to be working on that pre-spawn game. Um, yeah. Cause that's sure. when you'd have your, you know, one of your best chances at like a, a PB, like true, like freak, right. Is in that super yeah. early yeah. pre-spawn? Um, otherwise we got to go to South Dakota now or Wisconsin or the Mississippi river and we can start fishing whenever. Uh-huh. I really like that Mississippi river. I've only fished it twice. Uh, but man, I love it up there in Wisconsin. I, I, I got to go back. I know it gets tons those, that pool, what seven, eight, nine get tons of pressure, but I've heard the other pools are pretty awesome too. Uh, you fish many like the four five, six, those other, other pools besides the ones that are right around lacrosse at every, all the tournaments. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so where I, like where I was waiting in the winter, that was North of the cities in the Mississippi river. Um, one of my favorite lakes up by Grand Rapids. I mean, the Mississippi goes forever, right? And like yeah. Okegama Lake connects to the, uh, and for a long time, my biggest ever fish was like six and a quarter on a frog out of that section. Huh. Um, but like starting around pool, pool two can be good. It's catch and release year round there. So that's one place we can fish year round. It's that's right by St. Paul, which okay. is probably like 20, 30 minutes from my house. And then pool four where Lake Pepin is and Wabasha um that's where the fishing really starts to get good um down and then it's pretty much good all the way down to like 9 10 like it's all like that's all good fishing awesome um and then like i had some i got some so our state tournament this last year was out of wabasha on four and five and then the regional was out of seven eight and nine um i've fished as far down as maybe like 12 or 13 but it's been several years cool well, I was. Totally... I, have a, I have a dream to like. I need to like meet, get Debo to meet me at like Prairie du Chien, which is like Pool Ten, and take him out frog fishing on the river. I think that would be that cool. Would be, that would be sick, man. You guys could have some good videos, uh, get, create some nice content doing that. So, uh, speaking of the spawn, uh, when when is when's the spawn around your time? Uh, Typically, it's usually right around our opener, which they're you know they're trying to protect, and they they miss it. It's like usually the last two weeks of May. Yeah, and it, it up here it's like two weekends up and done. Like you'll have a little yeah. bit of like a pre wave, and then two weeks of like ninety percent, and then maybe some stragglers. At least in the metro, upper northern Minnesota, it stretches out some of the bigger, deeper lakes. It does. Uh huh. Um, but then like the other thing is like up north, like four hours north of me. They'll still have ice on the opener sometimes. Wow. Yeah. So uh, what's your opinion about uh, bed fishing? Conservation-wise, what do you think? What, how do you feel about it? I mean, I try not to do it a lot unless it's in a tournament, but I do really enjoy it. Um, I will stop and fish for a big fish, but uh-huh. 
yeah, I mean, it's kind of a balance. I think it's like it, it's good in moderation. It's just fine. But yeah. like, um, do you need to go out on a smally lake and just hammer every single one you see for five miles all day long? Yeah. Probably not. But like, yeah. if you want to catch a couple, I don't yeah. see a big deal. But like, the problem is, I kind of like Malax when everybody goes up for like a three, four weekend stretch and there's a hundred, 200 boats out there yeah. all bed fishing. It's, it's like, you know, it does stressful on the fish, which isn't great. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I I'm kind of torn about it too, because I love it. And, uh, it, it's a really fun part of fishing. I also have a really good buddy here. That's a fish biologist. And he's like, listen, man, you cannot, you cannot hurt the, you can, it's, it's just not a deal. It's not a deal, but, it's hard to argue with what you were just saying when you're on a tournament or, or you're there on a weekend and literally you see boat after boat after boat. Uh, his argument is, look, I don't care how good you think these fishermen are, but if you for every bed, for every fishable bed that's out there that you see that you can you can fish, he said there's probably a hundred or two hundred beds that you you guys don't see, you don't have any access to, you got no idea about. I agree. I don't think it affects the overall recruitment of the lake because there's enough fish that will spawn that those fry will survive. Like there's only a certain amount of like, you know, bio spawn or biomass in a lake and, and fry that can survive. Yeah. 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 I think it is. It's just like the individual, I'm not saying that like, yeah, you may ruin a couple of fish to spawn, which won't affect the, the aggregate spawn, but some of them fish just get beat up so bad. Right. And how many times does a four pounder need to be caught? And that four pounder might be 10 years old. So yeah. it's just like, I I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, there's there's definitely some legitimacy to it. It's uh, boy, man, I I would sure hate it if they were to say you can't can't do any of it though. Um, yeah, interesting. What do we got comment wise here? Waxworms have been great bait in the ice. Hmm. Good to know, I guess. It's a popular. You, get, you dropping them on a drop kick spoon or a clam? I don't know what, <laughs> whatever. Like, all their little clam. I don't know. Sometimes I watch Sobe ice fishing videos just because he's such a good, you know, video maker. Uh, I don't care less about the ice fishing, but I think he just does such a great job with storytelling and editing. I enjoy watching his content. Yeah. Um, have you ever watched that guy, uh, North Dakota Yak Angler? I've seen some of it. Like I, I remember seeing his. Yeah, he does one. some cool. So you get to get a lot of like cool river, small <laughs> action and top water stuff. He's got some amazing footage. Uh, he's got one. If you've never seen it where he t- he puts some GoPros in the beds of, of some smallie beds. Have you seen that one? I don't think so, but I've seen other then, people do that. Yeah, and then he goes and catches these smallies on the beds, and, and the, the footage he has is just frigging amazing. And then he's got some uh, pike videos where blow-ups, you know, topwater blow-ups mostly that are just insane to watch. I mean, it he, he is very fun to watch, I think, anyway. But he's not what I'd call socially very friendly. I've tried to reach out to him before, and he's like, he, he won't respond at all. And uh, I don't know if that's just me or... or Some, some of the uh, bass tournament anglers on the pro level are that way, too. That's true. I, you know, <laughs> I, I've that's really kind of shocked me, too, because in, in my mind, a pro angler... Uh, isn't it all about promotion? Isn't it about promoting yourself in the sport to make a it living? Be. And I think, honestly, if we're being brutally honest, there's probably only 10 of them that should maybe even think they're above 
going on somebody's show that'll get 50, 60, or 100 viewers because yeah. like, you're, right. uh, you're not as big as you think you are. Tournament fishing is, I, I love it. Like, I'm ate up with tournament fishing. I love yeah. it. But I'm also understand that like we're like this tiny little piece of the fishing pie uh, and we're just like a little dot on the map. So honestly, most of these guys, unless your name is KVD or Jason Christie or, you know, That's Jacob true. Wheeler, you probably should be answering just about everybody's even if you're busy and you can't get to it you you probably should be responding because you may need that bridge someday <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's like old uh john cox that was on our show last night man what talk about a nice guy man he couldn't have been nicer yeah I mean, and like he's a guy that probably could argue that like he could be above that but he's not yeah, yeah he's like look i look at all of my hundred dollar hundred thousand dollar checks on the wall up here i don't need you but uh man he's just down to earth and friendly as they come man it's 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 amazing uh ken we had ken duke on the show a while back and we were talking about this and he said have you heard him talk about the fact that they uh at the classic they did a uh they did an official survey of uh, name recognition for pro anglers yeah and, and like, uh, like 80 percent of the people didn't even know who kbd were that were walking yeah. through the classic or something like yeah that. it was like the the only person that even registered the that uh, that a small percentage knew Bill was Dance. Bill Dance. He was the most popular guy. And you're yeah. like, Bill Dance, man. He hasn't competed. He hasn't yeah. competed so, in 40 Yeah, years. Bill Dance, Roland Martin, and Jimmy Houston are like were the three biggest, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's like, wow, man. So you're right. Yeah. The whole I, I gotta I gotta have Steve hook me up with Ken. I gotta have Ken on my stream sometime. Oh man, Ken's so awesome. Yeah. We, I'd we, love we, to just talk we, shop. Even if nobody watched it, I'd love to sit down and talk to Ken for an hour. Uh, we can make that happen, dude. I mean, he's he's great, uh, super, super, just great. A- another guy too that knows so much about the sport, and he'll pick up the phone and talk to you anytime about anything. You know, he just he doesn't have a lick of conceit about him at all. But he, he's, he's very much understands how small bass fishing is. <laughs> he really does. But you know, you make a good point. This is something Steve and I talk about a lot, which is, you know. Who's really who really has the about ability to bring in more sales on um, when it comes to fishing tech? And I think social media influencers have a whole lot more power than people give us credit for. I mean, you know what? Yeah. Anytime, anytime you talk about a product, you've got some of your viewers that go out and buy it. That they absolutely do. And there's uh, there's there's a handful of tournament anglers that move the needle. But there's a whole lot of them that think they move the needle that don't move the needle. You're right. That's that's the absolute. It's just truth. a harsh reality. Like, it's like uh, okay. Let me let me get your opinion of this one here. This is the th- one thing Randy Blockett says. It just is just I can't I can't even can't even believe uh, I I cannot believe there's truth to this. And and he says something along the lines that there is no better advertising for your. Uh, uh, for your, um, you know, your uh, sponsors than a rap boat. That a rap boat gets, I don't know how many thousands of views per year, and that it by far is the number one marketing tool out there for fishing. And I've heard him say this multiple times on this channel, and I'm like, how in the heck can you really say? I mean, I, I think you can argue that it gets you the most impressions for your dollar. I think that is an argument okay. that could be a valid argument. Okay. That literally the number of people. That see, see that boat going up and down the road on the water 
They see bridges per dollar. Over. You can make yeah. that. But does it translate version and ROI on sales? Yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't either. I don't see how it can. I mean, it, uh, of course, I don't know how I'm influenced myself, but like, I can't ever recall seeing uh, something on a boat and saying to myself, I'm going to go, I'm going to go check that out. Other than, what, other than what's his name that had the uh, tomatoes on the side of his boat. I think it, it's probably better. I think for a non-endemic, yeah. I think he probably is a good ROI, but for endemic sponsors, I don't think it's that great. Yeah, like every time I saw those red gold tomatoes or whatever, I'm like, that dude's got tomatoes on his boat. Look at that. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, like that was uh, <coughs> Holloway, Todd Hollowell, Todd Hollowell from Indiana. Yeah, I don't, even know, I don't even know who the angler is. I just, I've been in several I don't tournaments. Even think he even, I don't think he even fishes tournaments anymore. He had a brother as well. And uh, honestly, to this day, I still typically try to buy red gold you know, yeah, yeah, tomatoes and tomato sauce when I'm when I'm cooking chili or whatever, um, because they supported the sport, and I figure yeah. like if it's I do the same thing. even on the shelf, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the red gold. I do the same and, thing. Like on the major league fishing box, they've put uh, these little Barbasol shaving cream packets in there, and we laugh about it. Look, but then I say, guys, there's no other shaving cream supporting fishing. Go buy this brand. Yeah. Because I mean, back in the day, in the FLW days, like. You know, Snickers and some of those things. I would, you know, if I was like, uh, I'll get the Snickers. Like, if I was kind of like, mm, I didn't really have a hard hanker, and I was like, sure. Like, they're putting money into the sport. Me too. Me too. Mountain Dew. I, I, I don't do Jack Link's beef jerky. I just, it's, it's not good jerky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know about the bridge. Actually, I got some bridge for the other day, and uh, that's probably Randy. You can you take you can get credit for that. Call it Bridgeford. Well, let's let's give the credit to Matt Stefan instead. How's that sound? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, he's he's got a an interesting channel. I mean, I, you know, I was talking talking to somebody the other day about uh, what's a good you know YouTube. You're always trying to figure out how to get more views, and and he definitely he does this video every frigging day. You know, every day he turns on the camera and it. The new super secret way to fish a Cinco that nobody's ever fished before, you know? And it, then he takes a Cinco and he says, you rub it up. You rub it really good. That's the secret. And then and you pull like, the arms off your brush hog. Like, and then, like, like that's just, a secret? That's a you secret. rip your bait almost in half, rub it so it's basically falling apart, almost falling off your hook. So you're guaranteed to only catch one bass and have to buy more of them. <laughs> but, man, I think there's something to do in a video every single day, though, that probably has really helped him grow. Yeah. Uh, well, there was a while he was putting out like three or four or five videos a day. I was like, yeah, yeah that's pretty. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, yeah. I digress anyway. Uh, but it's working. So... <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's working. There's no denying his results. That's, that's right. He, he's, he's growing. He's even selling a $10 jig now. So, heck, you got to you gotta love that. Um. Yeah, Luke Clawson is a Bridgeford guy. He was for a yeah. while. I don't know if he still is. And then uh, also Jim Moyna from Minnesota is Bridgeford. Yeah. I like Jim a lot. I like his channel quite a bit. And uh, I fished with Luke, actually, on an open. And uh, he was a Bridgeford guy then, too. <laughs> He's the only pro I've ever fished with on opens who gave me a a prize pack at the end of the tournament. He he was spo he sponsored by uh, Taco Warehouse. 
and he carries these prize packs in his boat that has a hat and a few different things. And when the tournament was over, he said, here you go, dude. I was like, wow, you're the first pro I've ever fished with that actually gave me something. That's cool. There's still a, there is still a dude that uh, on the opens that fishes in a red gold boat. Hmm. Maybe he's still fishing but maybe I it's him, I'm pretty sure I saw him at uh, St. Lawrence this year. He might be. I don't know. Course, I, haven't, I haven't heard of him. I mean, see, he was pretty player. active on social media, though, so I feel like I would see him, but maybe not. But maybe somebody else, maybe maybe if Todd stepped down, maybe somebody else in the region um, is running that. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Randy is the Skip Bayless of YouTube fishing channels. Hey, Skip Bayless has done pretty well for himself, so... Uh, oh man, Skip was so mad that his Cowboys lost. Oh well. Uh, Are you a Chiefs guy? Yeah, I'm a big Chiefs guy. But you're, you're still you still got a dog in the fight. I still got a dog there. Still got a. Dog. I mean, we've played so wishy washy. I mean, we played really good the first few or four games. We lost like six in a row. Then we won seven straight. It's just been nuts. So who knows? I mean, Josh Allen might kick our butt. Sunday, who knows? We'll just have to see. What are you? Are you a Vikings fan or what? Yeah. yeah. But, but I've like, I used to be like really, really into the Vikings. And then like when Favre threw across his body in the bayou, like I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a healthy step back. So like there was, a, there was a time in my life when I would stay home and watch the Vikings instead of going fishing. And now that, that doesn't happen. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the beauty of, uh, you know, <laughs> modern day TV is I can record my chiefs game and watch it when I get home. And then I just have to discipline myself. Do not look at your phone. Do not look at your phone until you watch the game or it's going to be ruined for you. What's your go-to color? Hella bass. Alan wants to know for what, <laughs> for what Alan? <laughs> um, Cause it depends on a hard bait or a soft bait or a, or a whatever. Yeah, I guess, this, uh, I mean, like I throw a jig a lot. That's no secret. And one of my favorites is, is this Bass Tech, uh, Oki Craw, which is basically black and blue on one side and green pumpkin on the bottom. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I usually really, throw that with a, a speed craw or a menace scrub or something like that. That's kind of my my jam. That's a good choice. Um, I'm really into uh, bluegill type patterns. Uh, this is this is my other one. If the water's super clean, I'll go with this black, brown, green pumpkin. If there's any kind of color in the water, I'll throw that one with a little bit of blue in it. But. Nice. Nice. So this is one of my colors here. Uh, this is your old jackhammer. This is one yeah. of those Brett Height bluegill color. I, I, don't even I actually it. did I, well on – I feel like I did well on that one for Smalley's on Vermilion. Uh, yeah, it's a very good color. Um, and, and the water was really clear, so instead of putting a dark trailer, I put like a smoke – swim out on it oh yeah yeah and they yeah. they just they tore it apart but i think i lost it finally need to get some more of those before i head up for the but yeah i'm uh i'm, I'm really it's into... a good perch imitator up here is what that color is oh yeah yeah i have a lot of bluegill down here where i fish so i'm always looking for bluegill patterns imitators and you know you don't have to have perch or bluegill in your water fish will still hit it Mm -hmm. um, for sure. So, 
Was it interesting watching me dig with my head down in a yeah, that's really box? Yeah. <laughs> you can see you my get a good look at my visor this way. Visor action there for sure. Uh yeah, to visor or not to visor. We talked about that last night. I'm yeah, just not a visor. The dude. most controversy last night on the John Cox stream was the visor discussion. It was very controversial. It got heated. Uh, so you got to be very, you got to be sensitive to your audience when you start talking about visors. <laughs> uh, have you checked out Stone Man Lures? He's on the stream here, man. He's I've heard of him, right? He does custom painting, I think. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He only charges like 10 bucks for his crankbaits. Raise your price to Stone Man. You're they are freaking amazing. The color. I wish. I don't think I. Well, I actually might have one sitting right here in this box. Actually, he's he's got this black crappie color that he sent me. Check this thing out. If you can see this or not. Yeah, no joke, Sycamore. I noticed that when I got my hair cut the other day. That like it ain't as thick as it used to be. <laughs> what, what are these things? Uh, what's this all about? Yeah, that's just a uh, visor rub. Look at that black crappie. Yeah, and the big bait guys tell you that uh, find the crappie schools, you'll find the better than average size bass on your lake. Yeah, for sure. There's another one. I mean, ten bucks. I can't believe I don't. I can't believe he pulls this off for ten dollars. That's that's amazing. Aaron Warner, budget jerkbait rod. I guess it depends on what you think is a budget. I think I would look at like a dob. I mean, is 120 bucks in your budget? Then I would say if you like a Are spinning you a bait rod, go with like a 663 spinning rod Dobbins Fury, or maybe like a 663 casting or 703 casting and a Dobbins Fury. Um, I don't know. It always when you say budget, it really helps if you tell me what your budget is, what you think is a budget rod. <laughs> yeah, because what I think is a budget rod may be like top end for you. Uh, under two hundred bucks, then I would go uh, uh, the Cadence six four. Yeah, Chris Russ just said it. The Cadence six one ten four CB. That rod is the most does the rod that's most did specifically designed for jerk baits in the whole Dobbins lineup. And the Cadence is like one seventy, give or take. Okay. Uh, if they're in stock at Omnia, you can use code HB January 15 to save yourself 15% on it. Right on. Get free shipping and have it in a couple days. I bought me a few of those um, boom boom rods. Yeah. Did you they get were, them yet? So cheap. Yeah, I got them. Had uh, you fished I, Dobbins before, or is that your first uh, Dobbins? Yeah, I've, I've actually got, uh, I've probably got eight or 10 Dobbins rods. I've got two or three of the champion extremes. And then I've got probably five of the champions. Okay. And then I've got two of the, uh, they're not furies. They were before the furies. Yeah, the savvies. The savvies. I love those savvies, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I still, still have like five savvies that I still I have. love the savvies, but uh, one of them, a buddy of mine broke on a uh, fishing trip. So I'm down to one savvy. You can warranty I, it for a Sierra. Oh, can you? Mm -hmm. Well, it's gone. Okay. It broke uh, on a Canada fishing trip, and we left it in Canada. So if, if you're up in Canada watching this stream, and you're at a lodge, and there's a broken savvy in the corner, yeah, you can warranty that for a Sierra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like Dobbins rods. The only reason I quit buying them is uh, I had a lot of guides breaking off on them. And this was several years ago, uh, and I've heard that they've they fixed all that. 
So I didn't have any fear when I bought these three green uh, Dobbins rods. I mean, I could not pass. That's a great. That was a great price, like one thirty nine for two hundred fifty dollar rod, something like that. It was yeah. a great deal. As long as you don't have an aversion to green, they're a great deal. Yeah, and I have no aversion when it comes to the color. I care about how they fish. I really like Gary Dobbins too. I think he's a stand up dude uh, all the way, and uh, I think he's. <coughs> And they're coming out with a Maverick series, which is kind of like black and blue. Uh, they're going to be right at that hundred dollar price point. They're supposed to arrive any day now. Huh? That's really cool. They're going to look dynamite with the Shimano SLX. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a sweet combo. But they're also yeah. coming out with a Maverick reel, I think, too, for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. No idea. Haven't seen one. Haven't touched one. I'm going to try to convince Gary to send me one to do a video review on. Sweet. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely nothing wrong there. Oh, there's Steve. So color matters when you buy a rod. <laughs> uh, hey, rusty, color, color. A lot of people, matter. a lot of people like the uh, Dobbins swim bait, the Fury 795 swim bait rod for throwing oh, yeah. a rigs. Yeah, I've got, and that's I've only like one. 130 bucks, so that's way under budget. Um, otherwise, maybe like a Sierra 765 or something like that would also be a good choice. I'm still weeping over missing the 736 Boom Boom. I know. I, I missed that one, too. It was sold out. but They didn't I, last long. Once they announced that price reduction, those things were gone. They might There there must not have been many of them left, but they were gone quick. Yeah, I definitely would have bought one of those. Um, guys, you're overlooking the fact about Randy that most of his subs are from the Fish the Moment channel. I really enjoyed John. Yeah. I don't think that well, – just well, that definitely helped him get his start quickly. It did, but- uh he a lot of it is his own content as well I, I do see what you're job. saying but i think that's what helped him get going time. quickly but his daily videos and his controversial topics and well-worded titles have uh gone a long ways yeah i need to start doing that the super secret way to handle a uh bullet weight that no one's ever told you about uh, i gotta start doing more of those clickbait titles i mean uh, my best video ever is something to the effect, uh, stop fishing the wacky rig the way you are now or something like that. Yeah. My best video is our boat sink. And, uh, you know, when you, when your boat sinks, I mean, how can you beat that? Uh, and that's not clickbait. It happened. It was pretty, pretty crazy. Gramps in the house. What's up, Gramps? Right on. Don't tell me they are talking about dandy. That's true. That's true, Stephen, that the Dobbins, the balance is very consistent from model to model. That's one thing you can bank on with a Dobbins rod. Yeah. And I think they back their product up well. I mean, Mm -hmm. what what is their kind of uh, warranty policy? It's basically a no fault warranty in it. It it, it goes like, I forget what it is. It's like 40 bucks for a Fury and then like 80 bucks for an Extreme to warrant it replacement. Oh. Plus shipping. And and like, uh, how long how long's the warranty good for? I mean, is it forever? Lifetime, or? yeah. Like like I said, I'm pretty sure you could you could you could break your savvy, and they would warranty it as a Sierra. Really, the only one that doesn't have a warranty is the Colt, which is like their eighty dollar rod. I don't know what if they're gonna have a war- what kind of warrant. It has to have a warranty, but it's like a one year limited or something on. But everything from Fury up is lifetime, and then it's kind of a you know I feel like a really fair right. Um, you know, sometimes 
you know, certain companies when they first come out, they'll do a no question warranty, and then that goes away pretty quick when they realize that <clears throat> this is costing money. The other thing is like if you ever do have an eyelet break or something like that, you just call them up and they'll just send you a bunch of replacements and then you can take them to your local shop or do it yourself, right? Even if you take it to somewhere and pay somebody 15 bucks to throw an eyelet on for you, that's way cheaper than shipping it in and having them fix it. But if you don't want to and you want to send it in and you want to pay the 50 bucks, they'll give you a new rod if you don't want to deal with, you know, replacing an eye. Yeah, that was a lot easier back when it only cost twenty bucks to ship a rod, but the shipping's gone through the roof. Yeah, I think now. they've had to bump theirs up to thirty now. Yeah, uh, I wonder how many guys on here have ever had a or remember the the uh, Loomis Wild cards that you got with the NRX rods, and I think you might have got them with GLXs too. You got them with NRXs and GLXs. I've still got about four Wild cards in my safe uh, in case I. That wild card deal was really cool. If you're not familiar with it, are you familiar with it, Alabas? It sounds like it rings a bell. I don't know that I ever did it, but so basically, if you bought a GLX or an NRX, they just gave you a li- a literal card that looks like a uh, card out of a 52 card deck of cards, but it says uh, it says printed on it the G Loomis wild card, and as long as you kept the card. You could, anything could happen to that rod. You could lose it. You could break it. You could, doesn't matter what it is. All you got to do is go to your Loomis dealer, give them the wild card. They give you a new rod. It only, only one time, you know, but it really made, if you're buying a $400 rod, it right. really made it, you know, you're actually getting two $400 rods for the same price. Uh, but they quit doing that. Now they're, now they do a similar thing. I think where you pay a hundred bucks or something and they'll replace the rod or, Something along those lines. David says analog NFT. <laughs> that's right. It's an analog NFT, man. Maybe I should uh, do that. That's, that's not a bad. That's not a bad idea at all. Uh, yeah. You know, before pre Shimano, I felt like Loomis had a really good warranty program. Yeah. But I felt that's like right. After that is when it like I right I broke a rod on a hook set that I feel was a very legit warranty claim. Sent it in, and they basically said they weren't going to cover it and. You know, they let me buy a three hundred dollar rod for two hundred dollars or whatever it was, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I was, that was about the time that I started to mess around with some Dobbins, and then I just threw the rest of my Loomis's up on eBay and switched over to Dobbins. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't can't really argue with that thinking because that absolutely did change when Shimano bought them, bought them out. Yeah. No, no question. One thing that surprises me. Uh, is how many companies now are trying to create five hundred dollar rods? Isn't Dobbins coming out with a five? Or don't they have a five hundred dollar? They already rod? have it. The Ecstasy's been yeah. out for probably three years now, at least. <clears throat> so, so what do you think of it? Have you fished it? Have you tried it? I haven't. I held a couple at Omnia this spring mm-hmm. or this winter, but uh, I haven't fished one yet. Interesting. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, I mean. I, I already feel like the the extremes, the HPs, are a luxury. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, a Caden, a Champion XP. You don't even need those to catch bass. Let's face it. But anything mm-hmm. above those is really just like it's a luxury. It's like chroming out your Harley. It's like mm-hmm. you know putting the cattle catcher on your pickup. Like it doesn't really, you know, it's not going to help you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like the Champion line quite a bit. I mean, that's where I bought most of my rides of the Dobbins line. So, uh, are you, uh, when it comes to crankbait fishing, are you a glass guy or are you a, a carbon guy? Uh, I like uh, anti glass. 
You're anti-glass. Okay. Yeah. That's one way to put it. I would imagine Foundation Repair that they will warranty the Boom Booms as champions, but I'm not sure. <clears throat> yeah. Worst case scenario is they would warrant him as like a Caden or a Sierra, but I would bet they would warrant him as champions. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, just where I fish, there's a lot of grass, and I think that's why I prefer a graphite composite or graphite type mm-hmm. blank. I just feel like I want to feel when there's something hung up on it and it snaps out of there better, and I'm just more comfortable with it. There's nothing against glass for the people that like it. It's just not me. Like I, I don't fish glass chatterbait rods. I don't fish glass crankbait rods. Now maybe if I got into like ledge fishing where I was throwing like deep plugs a lot, mm-hmm. um, maybe, but. Up here where I fish, I don't like it. I fish a lot of glass, uh, only for crankbaits, uh, and but I fish I fish uh, other other rods as well. But I have some of my favorite crankbait rods are those Dobbins Champion glass rods. Yeah, I, I really like the non glass CB. <laughs> what? Like I've got, I, I really like the non glass champ crankbait rods. Yeah, I don't think I've ever tried that one to tell you the truth. But uh, uh, I saw, was it Sycamore that said, surprise, there are a few companies that sell like four and six rods in a kit. I feel like they're kind of newer companies, but yeah, you can get, I forget the names of them, but there are a couple companies that do that where you can buy like a four pack of rods and you get like one spinning rod and a crankbait rod and a a jig rod and a flipping stick or something like that. Um, Hey, Punch Fishing's on here. Uh, Want to know about your logo? Yeah, you also want to look. It is the uh, Quad City River Bandits, uh, and uh, they're out of uh, Davenport, Iowa. So, kind of, you know, who knows? This might be one of Debo's teams, for all I know. But I think it's a pretty sweet looking hat. But uh, sticks, yeah, sticks is one. S T I X. It also <laughs> does like a. Speaking of high rods, rods uh, punch fishing man. He is into high-end rods, dude. That guy knows his high-end rods. So go watch, go check out Punch Fishing's channel if you really want to know about high-end stuff. I've got my fair share of high-end stuff, but I don't do a ton of videos on them. Yeah. Yeah, isn't the Sticks Fishing the one that has, like, f- only five rods available? Yeah, and you, and you, you can buy them one, but they, like... It's like, five, like, they have, like, starter kit where you buy, like, six rods for, like, $500 or something. You know what's weird is it, it's probably just a stigma in my head. When I see something like that, I just think frog fur, gimmick, uh, uh, only five rods. Now, what's funny is I have a video where I talk about the six-rod system. You only need six rods. Uh, there's really only six rods you need, and you can cover pretty much every technique out there. But I get the concept, you know, the blue rod does this, the red rod does that, the green rod does that, and it covers everything, and it makes it super simple. And I guess there's nothing wrong with simplicity, but to me, I don't know. It just kind of turns me off. I don't – Yeah, I only need like, six rods, but I like having 30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do too. In fact, if I find a rod – if I find a specific rod I really like, I want five or six just of that rod. Uh, but, uh, yeah, six sticks for 500 bucks. Will really likes them apparently. And uh, – I don't know. I've I've heard about them, but I've never never tried them, so I don't I don't know nothing about them really. But uh, I'll bet you Punch Fishing is not buying any sticks rods. Just a guess. He did buy uh, the Guggen Gold Rod to do a review on it. Oh, did he? 
Well, the Guggens are trying to do a lot of things like that, where they're trying to come up with systems that are, you know, kind of simplify and break down fishing for more entry-level type anglers. And there's probably a market for that. You know, there's there's people out there that just, they don't want to have to try to figure it out. And they'd much rather you say, look, this is, if you buy this rod with this kind of kit, it's going to cover all the techniques you need. It's not, it's not a bad idea, actually. Um, yeah, I mean... That's the thing is like, it all depends on your market. <clears throat> like, yeah, sticks is not getting, yeah. You, if you already have 20 rods, you're not going to go and buy a stick starter kit to get five rods for, you know, whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> but if you're new to fishing and you're like, Hey, I want to get into this. It's, it's not a bad way to go. I would think. Yeah. I mean, if, if I kind of go back, rewind to back in the day when I really started getting seriously into fishing, I may have considered, I may have considered like a simple six, rod system i think if i was the guy running sticks though i would think all right what's the next level when people want to jump off from this what are we providing i'd start thinking about products beyond that i think i would anyway Hmm. curly thanks for the support okay uh just kind of looking through the comments here But yeah, yeah, Keith, the 734 is decent with jigs, but the 744 XP is really good for jigs. <laughs> but the XP 734 is a much more versatile rod. Like you can throw a chatterbait, you can throw a jig, you can flip a tube, you can throw a spinnerbait. Like it, it's just got a little bit more modern action that allows you to do a ton of things well, but doesn't do much anything great. But maybe maybe a great swim jig rod, I would say. <clears throat> Which doctor custom rods? Never even heard of them. I think there's a couple guys up. I don't know if they might be from up here somewhere. There's a couple guys I know that fish them. I've seen them at some of the sports shows in Minneapolis before. Uh huh. Interesting. They uh, they've got a fishing show here this week. Might be over. It's so freaking cold. Uh, there's not much to do except go buy stuff. Seen more. Uh, new- Brian Reedus Falcon Rods. Falcon Rods are good. They've been around forever. They've yeah. I know. I think like maybe Sycamore on here. Yeah, I think he fished a lot of Falcon Rods. You know, I used to have some Falcons back in the day. They've always been hard to get up in my market, but nothing wrong with them. I think. I think you, Jason uh, Christie's a Falcon guy. Yeah, uh, Jason Christie, uh, Brad Hullman. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. fishes Falcon. There's quite a few guys. I mean, they're out of Texas. I mean, down in Texas. I mean. I mean, if you yeah, if you can find some deals, or if you have some dealers by you where you can feel them and pick them out, yeah, I don't know much about them to tell you like advice, but nothing wrong with falcon rods by any means. Yeah, I totally agree on that. What about arc rods? Fish them at all? No, don't really have any experience with arc rods. Me neither. Don't know anything about those. Spams on your channel this time, not mine. Oh, is it? Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) It says I uh, was flirting with around ninety some for a while. Yeah, I got 146 showing on mine. Is that total or just you? Yeah, that's probably total. What, what's weird is sometimes it's not. I, I don't know how they do it, but right now it's showing 146. So that's pretty I was good. Say, if I have 90 and you have, then we're really killing it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Heck yeah, my buddy broke three falcons in one day. That's a bad day. Hmm. Breaking that, three. Rods. That suggests to me there was an event. 
Yeah. <laughs> some trauma when you were carrying them or when they got thrown in the boat or somebody tripped and maybe, I don't know, like that, that just, I feel like something happened that you didn't know and compromised yeah. the integrity of them. And then they all blew up later. Yeah. Curly Q. I love St. Croix rods. I, I've got quite a few of their rods and I love, of course, I really love their legend extreme rod, but dude, it's so freaking expensive. That's the most painful thing I ever did. I had a legend extreme that fell off my boat hmm. and went to the bottom. I lost that a couple was, Loomises back in the day. That was a painful day. On the, on the Illinois River, uh, like I was fishing a really heavy current right below like Spillway Dam area, and I got caught in a seam, and like the boat swung, and it like hit a rock, and the whole boat rocked, and like oh. two of the rods went right over, and the current, you just watch them go whoosh, and it was like, they <laughs> gone. Oh, that sucks. Oh, yeah, get your fish on. He's doing, He's with Temple Fork Outfitters right now and, and uh, just, just signed with them. And that's they've got some nice stuff. They do yeah. a lot of fly rods and saltwater rods and all kinds of different. different didn't, didn't Gary Loomis have a hand in Temple Fork at one time? Does that sound right? I, feel I, like think, I think he did. Maybe Steve will know. Uh, Gary Loomis, uh, he's an innovator. I mean, you know, he... He's he's done some very interesting things. He's got a line of rides himself out now that I've never tried. I've thought about it, but I've never pulled the trigger on it. Um, so what do you got coming up on your show here in the near future? Well, next week is a week off. Um, I'm probably going to take the recording from this and throw it up as a podcast next week. <laughs> Good idea. Cool. Uh, I've got, I got a couple things recorded that I'm hoping to get edited. Uh There'll be a lot more fantasy fishing stuff coming in the, the near future. I did a recent video where I talked about how to get into fantasy fishing, how to start, how to sign up, how easy it is, what you can win. So that was this week's video. Um, yeah, so what what are you doing there in the fantasy fishing world? Tell everybody about that. Yeah, so I, I a couple things, right? I, I cover it on my channel in video format. I do a preview for um, every single event and kind of break them down, give my picks, Um that kind of stuff and kind of give you kind of some insight on how to, you might want to pick your team. And then <clears throat> that includes regular fantasy fishing and, and uh, drain the lake. I also write an article, a pundit piece for bassmaster.com. So okay. if you go to the, the, the fantasy fishing section in the pundit section, you'll see my article for every tournament where I give kind of like my top pick and my second pick for each bucket. Cool. And then, cool. Uh, yeah, we cover them on the streams as well. You know, talk fantasy fishing strategy, things like that. Um, and I also have a private group called beat hella bass. So if you guys want to dip your toe into fantasy fishing or you already play and you want to join my group, it would be great if you watched my channel, but <laughs> for yeah. those on Mr. Bass, but if not, uh, the, the password is visor, all capital letters, V I S O R. Um, Sweet. And then uh, I have uh, arranged for Omnia fishing to support it, the group and we're giving away $25 Omnia gift cards for every event for both regular fancy fishing and drain the lake. So every event there's two winners of a $25 gift card to Omnia fishing. Uh, yeah. So it'll get you some tackle and then you're only competing against people in my group where you can join all the tackle warehouse groups and right. Those are all great. And there's the overall prizes where you're competing against thousands of people. Um, now I want to get my group as big as possible. I would really like it if you guys would join because my goal is to, as a private group, is to catch Ronnie Moore and pass the Beat Ronnie Moore group. So let's all go over to Beat Hellabass, create your fantasy team, sign up, 
password advisor and let's pass beat Ronnie Moore with the beat Hellabas group. All right. Throw down, throw down. So we're doing one of those too. And who knows what we're going to do on it. It should be fun, but we're, we don't, we don't have it nearly as organized as you've got. We're just gonna, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. You, you got any tackle back there you can give away to winners or what do you, like? I don't know. I got a little bit here and there, you know, I mean, uh, We'll see if going to zoom out. No, I don't zoom out very much, but I've definitely, got, I've definitely got tackle I can give away. Jeez, uh, I got so much freaking tackle. That's why I do. I give a lot of it away because I'm like, I'll never be able to fish at all. Yeah, let's, see, let's check here. Uh, groups. Uh, we were like, it's, it's pretty, we're the biggest private group already. And I just cool. I started it late because I wanted to make sure Omni was on board before I uh promise anything we got 174 beat ronnie moore's at 344 um but uh yeah and then also for the members of my channel i'm doing another private like a private private group for the members oh, only of the channel. so the, i'm gonna out of my own pocket getting some gift cards for the members uh to play for as well cool um, and i think carl asked a little bit further back what is drain the lake Drain the Lake is a different style fancy fishing game that they started last year. And it's an elimination game or a survivor game. If you've ever done like that in like football, where you like pick one team each week. And if you keep winning, but then once you pick that team, you can't use it again. So every, every event, every tournament, you get to pick eight anglers off the Bass Elite Series roster. But once you pick those eight, you can't use them the next week. So, you know, if you want to use Scott Martin, John Cox, and all the Florida guys at St. John's, then they're not, they're gone for Harris chain, right? Or if you think Corey Johnson's a good site fisherman, you want to use him at St. John's, then you can't use him at the end of the year, at the St. Lawrence river. Yeah, that's cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. That's true. Sly Fox, your, your crankbait is in the mail. He kept, I had a, a, had a chartreuse baby blue, Pose cedar crankbait that was sitting up here forever and he's been bugging me so i finally shipped it to him i got this fat free shad though oh yeah fat free shad it's got bill dance's name on it yeah i got several of those come on folks still still a good still i need to get a different camera i need a fancy camera like mr bass at some point yeah it's uh it's definitely helped um Actually, Carl, so you ask about a spreadsheet. It is for that good to build out a spreadsheet. And I actually built out an online Google sheet for it. And I unveiled it to all my members on my stream and the and the after hours members only stream. So I, that was a perk I did for my members is I built a template and it has like conditional formatting so that if you pick them in the same tournament, it turns the, the rose red and shows you where you've like duplicated an angler. Cool. Oh, yeah. So they're asking where your lure camera is. Well, he's connected to me tonight, so his lure camera won't work. Yeah, because we're on restream and not StreamYard, I can't fire up the bait cam. So Right. right. So uh, in two weeks, so we'll, like February 2nd or 3rd, we'll break out the bait cam again uh, on stream. I don't, I don't know if I'll have a guest. We might just break down the St. John's River that week, maybe do a fancy fishing intense show. Maybe I'll see if I can find a guest that wants to talk fantasy fishing. Not sure. Um, but other than that, I got a real review coming out <laughs> soon. Uh, so this is kind of a, a little bit of a departure for me, but Runkle reached out to me to do a review. Runkle. This is like 
online, only real, Amazon, Runkle.com, $50 real budget. And I did a comparison and I recorded it today. I'm hoping to edit it and get it out. And I compared it against the Daiwa Revros, which is a $50 reel. And then I also compared it to a Daiwa Fuego, which is a $100 reel that I use a lot. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought that would be a unique aspect because the Runkles, you can't really buy. Like, you can't go into a local tackle store and buy it and get your hand, your real, your hands on it. So I thought <laughs> if I showed all the differences in comparison to something you can uh, buy, then it would be relatable. And if somebody felt like they wanted to make a move on it, um they could or they would see why or they why not i'll tell you what it's a very robust sturdy reel <laughs> but Good that's all hear. i'll tell you about it now i'm not going to open it i'm just gonna it does have a cool like honey badger looking logo on it though i'll give them that oh yeah cool well i actually uh i actually got into into that a little bit uh watching hallman last year Oh, there it is. Don't forget, there's a couple people asking about it. And Hallman, you know, Hallman's kind of famous for buying junk reels and fishing with junk reels. I don't know if he's still doing it, but as a pro uh, on the major league, on the uh, FLW tour, he was fishing uh, pro tournaments with $20 reels from China. And I was like, oh my gosh, those have got to be junk. So I bought a few. Yes. And went and Tim, tried them. Tim Maynard's doing his job. He's finally moderating, cleaning up things. Good job, Tim. Good, good. <laughs> and they're junk. They're absolute junk. I do not know how he competes at the highest level fishing those junk $20 Chinese reels. I mean, they are crap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he says some of them he literally throws away. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> like doesn't even use them. Carl, uh, I know Punch Fishing just did a his initial review, kind of like un, initial unboxing of a, a 150 MGL today on his channel. Um, yeah, yeah. I see if if we can get a bunch of likes and thumbs up, maybe we can get my stream to a hundred, and then as soon as it hits a hundred, we'll open this box. Challenge yeah. accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's see if that if we could make that happen. That would be sweet. <laughs> I'm still showing 145 over here. But his his whole thing, right, was like the fluorocarbon in my reel is worth more than the reel itself. Yeah, that's right. The floor and it's true. So I did the same thing. I went and got me some some of my uh, Brazex there or my Invesex and spool it up on that. And those reels are junk. And I bought the same brand he was using. And I, I'm telling you, man, they are terrible. I will say I, that, like. I am pretty impressed with the Revros for 50 bucks. Like, yeah. if you're really looking for a budget spinning reel, I think the Daiwa Revros is a really nice reel for that price. But, you know, Daiwa has a reputation to protect, you know? Right. And, they're, and the uh, other thing is, like, over time, companies like Shimano and Daiwa, they keep pushing their technology down, right? It comes out at the, you know, at the Stellas and the Ballistics and all those really high-end, right, like, reels. And then, like... 10 years later, that stuff ends up in the $100 reels. Yeah, exactly. Like, here, here's one of them right here. The BC200 Lizard. Uh, there's your Lizard deal. And uh, this sucker, it's actually got it's actually got a... Look at that. If you need to prepare it, it's all... But... This sucker 
is pure 100% crap. Uh, the BC 200, I do not recommend this for anyone, not even my worst enemy. But this is what it looks like. I've got braid on it right now. Um, doesn't look that bad, you know, just up close. But <laughs> look, 17 plus one bearings. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you what. All 17 bearings are just rattling around in there fighting with each other. They're like, well, we didn't uh, like actually put them into place, but they're in the reel somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they're in here somewhere. They're, I mean, it's just, and, and you just would not believe the drag's terrible. The Just everything about it is is just horrible. So I got to hand it to, to Bradley Hallman. If he can actually win tournaments fishing with that crap, he, he, he needs bonus money. They need to give him a lot of extra something for fishing these here's another one that that uh he was recommending the migo and it's the same sort of thing there's your lizard stainless steel gear 10 kilogram drag power uh nine one-to-one gear ratio it's a burner. Uh, yeah it's a burner so i don't know there's something appealing though about fishing successfully just a 17 dollar reel in there if you could really make it work. Uh, YouTube, because Palman does use braid, but most of his flipping around hardcover he does with floral. But like when he gets into grass, he'll use braid. Yeah, and I, I fished most of the, those mostly with fluorocarbon. But once I totally destroyed my spool full of fluorocarbon, then I pulled out and put some braid on to do some frog fishing with it. And uh, it was pathetic. Best cheap reel, the Abu Black Max. Okay. I used to be kind of an Abu guy. I used to have a bunch of their premieres. Mm-hmm. Like those a lot, but but uh, I haven't uh, I haven't fished with any Abus in quite a while now. So yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a solid budget reel from everything. I haven't used one in a long time, but I did buy like a. A silver abu back something one time because i was like at i had some time to kill in the dallas area and i bought a travel rod and like a 70 dollar abu and bought some some braid and went out behind the, the hotel and the drainage ditches and caught some bass on a spinnerbait cool so uh what's your uh what's your flavor uh when it comes to to the pro circuit do you prefer the uh five fish format or the major league fishing i think i hit 101 so we're gonna have to open the box here in a minute oh (laughs) awesome awesome trevor's like it's there open the box um i'm more of a five fish um i i i think the, the the every fish count could be interesting too but the way that mlf does it right it's like it's just like fish catch to fish catch to fish catch sometimes you don't even see the hook set you don't see the 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 setup you don't there's not a lot of like transfer information and learning like i want to see them make the decisions and this is coming from a tournament angler right right maybe not everybody else does but me personally right and and maybe it works for their demographic and maybe it works for them and they're getting more views because maybe that's what the larger audience wants to see but for me i'd rather watch a little bit of a little lull on live and watch them make the decision or change an area or or switch a presentation to get a Uh bite versus just 
flip, 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 cut angler to angler just to reel them in, reel them in. Like, I, I, yeah, they need to do something about that because in the early days of major league fishing, I think it was more entertaining to watch than it is now. And I think because uh-huh. you only had like what, like eight, six, eight, ten boats yeah. out at a time. Yeah, so yeah, there wasn't yeah. like this, like instead of now it's 40, right? So it's just like boom, 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 boom. There's never uh-huh. a second of, you know. Yeah. We had uh, Jacob Wheeler on and uh, he was telling us about, uh, obviously he's very successful at that format, you know, <laughs> obviously. It's a fun, that's a fun format year. to fish. Like I've fished the but, format. He, he, he mentioned, you know, that he just really likes being able to keep score through the whole tournament. And uh, the thing that he didn't realize he felt like was kind of a handicap is on a five fish limit. You have no idea how you're doing until the end of the day. He said, I don't know of any other sport out there where you're not keeping score throughout the game. You know, I'm behind, I'm down a touchdown or I'm down three runs or I'm down whatever. He said, it's only in fishing where you literally fish an entire event, the whole entire day, and you have no idea how you're doing compared to your competition until it's over. Now, uh, the the new, the, you know, the format that BASS has done the last couple of years where they're they're uh, turning in their stuff has kind of fixed some of that, but still. All right, let's crack it open, Hellabass. Yeah, I would say the only thing I'll say is, like, if you fish in every fish format, there is a point of no return where you feel defeated. Like, they always right. say you can always come back, but then there yeah. also is, like, literally, like, when you're 50 pounds down with 45 yeah. minutes left, it's over. Like you're it's done. It's over. But right. like, but like in a five fish tournament, I literally only need five flips to get back in. Even That's if true. I'm got zero and the winner That's brings true. in 20 pounds, if I pull up on the right point or the right dock or the right stretch of mill foil and I make the right five flips, you can come back in 10 minutes. That's right. We've seen people do it many, many times. Yeah. Cool. All right. He's breaking it open. He's got the uh, battle braid scissors ready to go. Do not use scissors the way he's using them, boys and girls. That's dangerous. This is dangerous? No, the spinning around your head. Oh, They're also great for making visors, these Arsenal battle braid scissors. (laughs) Um, So I I had been good. I hadn't bought any tackle probably since, like, Black Friday. Holy cow, man. You've got some discipline. So, like, I made it 20... 19 days into the new year before I bought any tackle and most of that's impressive. Um, 19 whole day, that's almost three weeks, but they see, yeah, well, I, I probably made it almost two months without buying any tackle. Wow. Um, I admire that man. Do you go buy two days without getting a box in your like, no, probably not. Do you have like a really like unique relationship with your postal and UPS carriers or like, yeah, I probably do. They probably, she, she's my lady knows me on a first name basis here for sure. You should, you should have like a, a, a mailbox cam. Yeah. So you can see <laughs> the monster bass and the, and the, the yeah. mystery tackle boxes and everything show up. That's true. Man. You should put a trail cam out <laughs> on your mailbox. Trail cam on the mailbox. I'm not even going to charge you for these ideas, Mr. Bass. That, like, that you is just fantastic, man. That was worth having you on the channel. So basically what got me off is Omnia got a few things in stock that I had to pull the trigger on because I knew they weren't going to last long. Heck yeah. Plus they were running a sale for premium members. I think this is actually two orders. So I actually ordered in the morning and then like they finished the pallet of stuff they were unloading. And then uh, I reordered again, but I think they put it all in the same box. I think. Maybe not. All right. Also get a nice note. If you never order from Omnia, yeah. that was handwrite a note. They it says, do. Thanks for your continued support, Rich. Best of luck fishing... Ander, 
Anson something. Cool. Yeah. Got me a sticker. Two stickers. Look at that. Oh, they hooked me up with two stickers. That. All right. You know, so here's one to, thing. I have to spend $50 to get a sticker. Eh, like maybe. Warehouse. I think so. Yeah, I don't it's know. Been, I don't... It's spent over 100 this time, I think. Um, okay. So the first thing is something that's been out, but I hadn't ordered because I wasn't going to just order this. Although I could just have ordered them because I have premium and you can buy like one bag of worms. And um, yeah, So I bought these Thursday and I got them today. No, or what? Today's Thursday. I bought them yesterday, Wednesday and I got them today. Cool. And I didn't pay for shipping. So I got the... Uh, the Adrenaline Craw Juniors. Dude. I got these in white. Um, I bought some of the Adrenaline Craws last year, and they were a little bigger than I wanted. Yeah. And uh, But I feel like these are going to be amazing little swim jig trailers. It's because I'm already such a huge fan of the Menace Scrub. What about the, uh, what about the Adrenaline Bug Juniors? Have you tried them? No, I haven't. This came in I've my mystery, so many beavers. Came in my mystery tackle box this month. Uh, so there it is. It's actually just a touch longer than a mouse. Oh, yeah. But yeah. similar flanges, a little bit ribs on the side. Um, you know, the white I got for swim jigs and and, and maybe some chatterbaits. Uh-huh. Although I don't typically throw this style on chatterbaits a ton, more of a swim jig. Um, so that's that. I love that rage menace, man. Yeah. So I'm basically looking at ways to like diversify my use of the menace scrub with other versions of the menace scrub. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I had to get some green pumpkin blues because I love me some like, green pumpkin fleck, like blue candy. That's my jam. Like I throw a ton of green pumpkin blue uh, oh. menace. So they're like these will be jig nice. trailers, chatterbait trailers, swim jig trailers. Like these will. I love that color, green pumpkin blue. I I got. That color and so many different baits. Dad Boss said Scott Martin nailed an 810 on this same adrenaline bug. Is he not a Guggen guy anymore? Yeah, I thought he was a Guggen guy all the way, man. A bunch of hard baits in here now. Man. So, can anybody guess the durability? I don't know. I haven't fished them. I think similar, Chris Russ, but I, I haven't. I mean, I didn't have any durability issues with the regular size adrenaline bug. Um, and I think the manuscripts are reasonably durable. Like, I don't burn uh-huh. them too bad. Um, anybody guess what hard baits triggered me to finally make an order? DT8. There's two of them, actually. DT8's one of them. What's the other one? And the OG Tinies. Rich Rich and the... Uh, uh, OG Tinies. Guess yeah. what I got? I got some OG Tinies right here. I just picked up at Academy... So there's the DT8 in Caribbean Shad. This is like, I, I've been a parrot guy forever. Like the old school parrot DT6s catch a ton yes. of fish where I live. Yes. yes. Um, no de- no depths evokes punch fishing. Um, so yeah, this is, I mean, and for those that aren't aware, the DT8 is basically a TC, DT6 body with an eight foot bill on it. Cool. So I want to see get, what colors. I want to see what colors you got on your tinies, so I can compare it with the ones I've got. Okay, then I got uh, I got the uh, the mule, 
which is kind oh, of a yeah. brown crawdad. Yeah. Thinking eyeing this up for vermilion this summer. And then we got some uh, green gizzard shad because Ot Defoe said like that's his like number one color. Gotta get it then if that's what Ot's saying. Uh, I use a DT eights. I'll probably start with my 704 Champion XP crank rod, but I think also my Caden 735 crank rate rod. One of those two will be what I'll throw my DT8s on. Well, there's another Caribbean Shad. I think I doubled up on a few of these. Ooh, and then I got the uh, the big Shad. Somebody just said they didn't have the big Shad. Oh, sorry. Not sorry. I <laughs> That's a good-looking color, though. That actually looks better in person than it does on the website. I've got a big shad here in the tiny. Did you get any in the tiny? I don't know. I don't remember. So there's no gizzard shad. So I think I just got two of each of a handful of those things. Um, all right. So OG tinies. We got the spring, the mossy chartreuse crawdad. Mm, mm-hmm. Got two of those. I don't have that one. There's my other big shad that I ordered for the DT8. So I got that, and then I got and that's the other mule, and then uh, I got the classic crawdad. Okay, let's see. Nope. Oh yeah, I got a classic crawdad right you here. Want to see those the eights compared to the OG tinies to give you perspective. Uh-huh. I don't have any of my other rapples around to give you like a comparison. They're not. Stuff. I think I just got two colors of the OGs. I didn't think they they. Might have to keep an eye on them in case they get some others in. But there's the other the cross. I just got two colors of the OG. Like either either other people sniped me when I wasn't watching, and they were like they're literally going out as fast as they were stocking them up. So uh, I got several of those. I can show them real quick if you before you go to your other stuff. Sure. I got I got the red craw. Yep. Which is similar to the custom or the it classic. Is similar. They're not that different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Very subtle differences. Uh huh. A little bit more lighter orange on the belly. Yeah. And maybe yeah. a little bit darker back on this one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just the color of the belly. Yeah. So. All right, and then I've got. If I've your got fish are that picky where they won't bite one of those or the other, then you got yeah. some special fish. Uh, this one's chartreuse root beer craw, oh. which is similar to the. I mean, honestly, like, right? That's your spring craw, mossy chartreuse crawdad, right? A little bit more of a brown back versus a black back or a green back. Yeah, green back. Yeah. Otherwise, the bottom and sides are really similar. Very. Again, I think they had both of these, and I just went with this one. Yeah. And then I got the big shad. Purple. Yeah, which I got back. big shad in the DT8, but I didn't get yeah. them in the tiny. And then I got the uh, live river shad. That's a okay. nice. That's a nice one. Yeah, I think they had that one. I for whatever reason I just wasn't moved by that one. It's got white underneath, and I mean it's pretty realistic looking. And then uh, I've got uh, Helsinki Shad, which is an old school yep. Rapala color. You know, everybody you can get this in just about any. It's basically any sexy shad. Yep. And then uh, I got the hot copper green shad. Okay. Uh. Little lemony on the bottom and green and brown. And then the last one I have is uh, the citrus shad. 
which is another go-to kind of color. Mm -hmm. You can get a ton of different Rapalas in this color. So the tiny is definitely something to try. The only thing they have left in the OG is the perch color. Okay. Well, heck, perch is good for a lot of places. It's basically a fire tiger, let's be honest. VT8s. Let's see if they have what they have left. I bought mine, and then I put on my Instagram story, and then they have one blueback herring left, four mules left, and three perch left in DT8. Otherwise, they're all gone. Got to got to be quick on the trigger. So that's that's Hellabass's pro advice. When you're shopping for hot baits, make sure you order yours before you tell your friends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man after my own heart. You, you make sure you get your stuff first. Uh, I picked up a Jackal Rearrange. Oh yeah, one ten. Yep. These are sweet baits. They're hard to get. They're not, and this is their uh, matte pearl white. Um, yeah, I've got some of those in uh, more green pumpkin type colors, but I don't have any in the white. Any yeah. kind of any kind of shad looking colors. The fun thing about these is you throw them, and every time you cast, you think you snapped your rod. <laughs> it goes, crack. The weight transfer <laughs> system is so pronounced in these that they just. And uh, so I just grabbed this because they had kind of their premium sale and they were in stock. And I figured it was a good time to grab one. Um, and then uh, we got another pack of the Green Pumpkin Blue Adrenaline cr yeah. Bugs, Cross, nice. whatever, Juniors. Mm -hmm. And then I grabbed a couple packs of uh, the new Missile Baits Mini D Chunks. So I got. Oh, man, I want to try some of those. I really Green want to try Pumpkin some and Superbug. Take one out. Take one out of the pack. Let's look at it up close. I don't want to take it out. You take it out. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I first saw these on Bebo's channel and like they are really, really I mean, you think how can you how can you uh change a chunk to make it uh unique and different? And they've done it. Yeah, like so there it is. It's got kind of the chunk. They've married the chunk body with kind of the almost the menace scrub tail. So Superbug is kind of black and blue on one side, green pumpkin on the other. I guess mm -hmm. why did I put my menace scrub away? Because that would have been a good comparison to show you against the menace scrub, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Really nice. Just to give you size comparison. But I see this um, same thing. Like I bought these because they honestly were – a little smaller, but you know, but a lot of times you get a couple bites and you end up biting your 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 menace scrub down, and then you're you are right there at the the uh, yeah, yeah. size, right? Like it's awesome. I th I think I'm gonna be able to use that in a lot of different ways. So I'm curious how this will hold up in more of a chunk as far as when you're threading it up on your barbs and things like that. Will it hold up better than a menace scrub or a speed crop uh -huh. and give you similar action? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see for sure. So yeah, I just got. Uh, I thought I ordered two packs of the uh, 10.99, but I guess I only ordered one. Um, they're not super cheap, right? You only get five in a pack. Hey, you speaking know, of missile ba missile baits, guys, uh, you guys that watched my uh, missile baits fishing kits video, first you get um, eight menace scrubs in a pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, old John Cruz responded. He commented on the video uh, yeah. today. And I felt kind of bad because we ended up kind of bad mouthing the uh, product a little bit there. And we well, were just you didn't bad mouth the product. You just didn't think the kits were worth the value. Yeah, right? the like, value there was nothing like negative. I mean, you had a few critiques, right? You're like, I would yeah. like more hooks, or I'd like more yeah. this. 
but it wasn't ever questioning the quality, right? It was right. like, am I, I really getting the value? Bait. Yeah, I love his baits, and I was like, dang, I hope he did. I hope I didn't send the wrong message there because I did. I, I love their stuff, and I'm, you know, it's like those chunks. I got to go buy some of those because they're, they're just awesome. I think they still got I'm up these to 158, of those 158 viewers. What are you up to? Uh, what does it say? 102, 106, 104, somewhere in there. Wow. That's that's impressive. Yeah, and I, I don't know, is Burley streaming tonight? He usually uh, streams on Yeah, yeah, they stream on they stream on Thursday night, don't they? Is anybody watching both? Give us a report. Yeah, anybody watching both? <laughs> yeah. Who's winning? Not that it's a competition, but who's winning? <laughs> yeah. uh, um, oh. Mini D chunks. They still got a. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, they, boy, they they got uh, people bought a bunch of those. Um, there's Bruiser Flash and Bammer Craw. The only thing they got in stock in the Mini Ds at Omnia right now. Cool. Cool. Oh yeah, it might be a little late for Burley. They start their East Coasters or Eastern time zone, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one more thing in the box. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one cool thing about Omnia is they have their bargain bin, oh. which their bargain bin is really typically more of an overstock bin. Like it's like, especially with last year where there was all that like supply chain issues and. Uh, they'll like order two or three times and then they might get like one color in and they'll get three orders of one color in uh-huh. and because yeah. they're like in a growth mode and they're trying to add new SKUs. Um, they have to clear out, like they may have like two cases of one color of something and they're like, well, we'll liquidate at 25% off until we get down to where that fits in one spot. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so they had uh, these uh, cross-eyed chatterbaits and smoked it color, which is basically like a black, brown green pumpkin you know i mean just just a good yeah, solid yeah. color right like nothing wrong with that bug um those cross-size uh, chatterbaits are nice yeah so they were marked down 25 percent off and then i could use the premium sale code on top of it i think i paid like wow that's great i forget they were marked down where are they here i don't even see them on them why don't i see them on the list Got them free. Yeah. <laughs> Reading is hard. <laughs> oh, it's a cross Reading is hard. Uh, they were marked down to six ninety nine, and then they were twenty percent off that. Okay. That's I think they're either nine ninety nine or eight ninety nine. Yeah, I think they're eight ninety nine. So I got them for whatever twenty percent off six ninety nine is. Yeah, so that's another. Uh, so there was just that one color though. So this was the only color that was okay. in the market. It's a nice natural color, though. You can definitely yeah. use that. Yeah, I like that cross size. It's weedless. You know, it does really well around timber and stuff. And let's face mm-hmm. it, chatterbait's terrible around timber. So, yeah. So that was the that's that's what broke the seal. Awesome. That 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 was cool. Go check out Omnia Fishing, boys and girls. They got some deals. And if you what's want, your, you can use code, code uh, HB. Jan 15. HB so, for Hellabath? Yep. January 15. Jan yeah, 15. but not fully spelled. I can type it in. And then if you just want to yeah, show it on the screen there. Okay. All right. But uh, that'll save you 50. If, and if you're a premium member, they're running a sale right now for 20% off. But if you're not a premium member, um, then 
you can use this code anytime. All right. The premium. The, are you are you a member? Have you got the member? You're are you a member at Carl's? Uh, yeah, I'm a member of Carl's. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I'm not opposed to joining. I just haven't. Uh, I haven't had a need to just buy a crap ton of stuff there yet. Well, but when you get many, when you get twelve many, boxes a month, you don't need to buy a lot of individual. Yeah. <laughs> as many as my YouTube buddies are are on Omnia now, though, I probably need to start getting more into it. I definitely have bought stuff from them, though. There's no, no doubt. Yeah, about I mean it. The, the 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 big right. So the it's like thirty bucks a year if you pay full price for the membership. Uh, every once in a while, they run a deal on it where it's like 10 bucks off. But you basically get free shipping on anything, even if you just buy literally one spool line or one pack of worms, free shipping, which is, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, I'm sure, have you ever been guilty of ordering something like needing like two things from Tackle Warehouse and then spending 50 to get free shipping? Yeah, of course. Anybody? I no? Uh, <laughs> I do that all the time, man. That's, um, that's... But and then the other thing is they you get ten percent back on points, which I think is similar to the Carl's, right? You get a rebate on points or something uh-huh. like that. So yes, you get ten percent yeah. back in credit, um, which just feeds the addiction because then you always have that ten percent credit out there, like a bait monkey on your shoulder telling you to buy more stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and then they occasionally run sales like this or special deals for members only. Um, but are, are they? I wonder if they or anybody else has has tried going to try the uh, tackle insurance like Carl's is doing. Have you heard of that crazy thing? They will give you, I think it's four lures per year uh, that you you lose fishing for any reason. Hmm. Uh, You you can go and put in a, 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 they're calling it an insurance claim, tackle insurance, and uh, that's part of your membership, four free replacements per year. So if you lose your Guggen clickbait, you can get a new one. That's right. That's right. Or any other Guggen bait, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they don't they don't carry a lot of like side slimmer one you know two fifties or anything that right like there's is there a, what what do you think the most expensive bait is on shop carls like uh I don't know they do have some pretty let's see I got them pulled up right here jackhammers they probably got jackhammers right oh they got yeah they do uh I wonder about if they've got some swim bait they got hard swim baits here let's see what those are I mean uh, probably the Guggen swim baits probably up there right that's like fifteen uh, yeah but they've got uh. They've got the slow sinking bull shad, which is forty nine ninety nine, or forty four ninety nine if you're a Carl's Club member. So uh, I don't know if they would. Uh, I don't know if that falls in the parameters of the tackle insurance deal. Yeah, is there any like you have to have a claim, a proof? Like, is does it uh, just basically turn into a bogo on four uh, lures probably, a year? It probably, does, it probably does. I mean, I've never, I've never tried it, obviously. But I think all you you know you got an account with them. They know if you bought uh, a Guggen clickbait, and if you did and you lost it, or you just want another one and said you yeah. lost it. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I'm. I mean, they, I mean honestly, cool. right? I mean, let's just yeah. be honest, right? It turns into a, 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 you pick the four lures a year that you want to bogo on, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, they probably got a dollar limit on each lure. Like they're probably not going to give you a free. Uh, bull gill, which is $52.19 for Carl's member. $57.99 for a non-member. It says it's, uh, Backlasher says it's for 20 or less. Okay, 20 or less. So so jackhammers are really like the sweet spot for this yeah, program. Yeah, that's right. So if, if, you, if you're going to buy or, four jackhammers, it might be worth it, right? Or a River to CS waiver, 16 bucks, Or uh, the Spooltech Fatty Swim Bait, that's a $22 lure. 
what but if you're a Carl's Club member, it's only seventeen sixty, so you can get it out and replaced. So not too bad. Uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, you, you you would think that if it's successful, other people are going to copy that at some point along the way. So what do you, what else you want to talk about? Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to see if I got uh, got anything on my deal here. You have to do it within 90 days of purchase. Backlasher says. <laughs> oh, so you've only got 90 days to lose your lure. Okay. Or to cash in on your bogo. Right. Right. However you want to. However you want to do it there. <laughs> Lost my mini clutch from my advent calendar two days ago. <laughs> oh man, that advent calendar. Well I watched that. That was that that was something else. That yeah, hey, let's face it. Uh every company out there has some winners and losers, and we'll just leave it at that. So what here's a question. I I, I tune in every now and then, but I definitely don't get to see everything you do. What is the best so let's how about this for a, 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 a somebody that's been in the game a while that's been fishing for 10, five, 10 plus years. That's got a decent arsenal. What do you think is the best box for kind of the journeyman to seasoned angler? You know, that's such a tough deal because, um, if you're really a seasoned journeyman sort of angler, I mean, it's normally not the, a good fit, but I'm just saying like, what do you think is like, yeah, well, I, that that bento box is probably it, you know. Yeah, well, that's that's a hundred dollar box though. That's it's a hundred dollar box. Uh, but if you get down to if you get down to this, you know, forty dollar level, they're all very close, uh, evenly evenly matched. And so I think what you've got to kind of look at is, uh, do you want? Uh, do you want more name brand type baits or do you want more, you know, like for example, take monster bass, you know, with monster bass, you're always going to get some monster bass brand lures. If you're okay with that, then great. You know, it's, that's fine. But uh, if you don't want that and you want like only name brand comp company lures, well, Florida tackle club, bass baits monthly, those, those types are the ones that really focus on that. Uh, mystery tackle box you know if you like their product line you know the ten thousand fish the uh um the guggins the uh keeps thinking plasma tail but the the biospawn you know if you like those products then you know theirs makes a lot of sense because they they take those products and they throw in a bunch of other name brands on top of it uh we've made it sean lines here so we're officially in the cool kids club of streams right now sweet that is great to hear. <laughs> um, I guess the way I put it is like, if let's say you're, if somebody was going to gift you a three month subscription mm-hmm. and you basically like, or somebody was like, Hey, I got this guy that's pretty serious about fishing. I want to buy him a three month box or three months of the box. What would you recommend? Cause I think like if somebody was just going to do three months, I think the sixth sense would be pretty good. Right. Um, but uh, over a year's time, the six cents gets very repetitive, but in that's right. since it's a pretty good value. It's a great, it is a great deal, uh, for a three month window, even a six month window. It's probably fine. You, you know, the only reason I use the old, it's really more clickbait. The, the super six suck sack. Oh, it really only has to do with the fact that it's just repetitive repay. If you get it for a couple of years, like I've got, 
it's just like, holy crap, I do not need another Quake 70 to save my life, you know? Yeah. And uh, they leave Shaman's a lot of really good uh, news. Takeover boxes for Monster Bass were pretty good. Like the Strike King takeovers and some of those are pretty decent. Well, they are, but they haven't had a really good takeover right. box. It's probably right. been a year since they had a really good one. Uh, so that's, I mean, they're, they're not bad. I mean, they just did a Lunker Hunt takeover box. If you like Lunker Hunt, then, uh, you know, that's fine. I'm not a huge Lunker Hunt fan, so that, that didn't do a lot for me. But there's a lot to choose from out there. What I'd say more than anything is you just got to make sure you avoid the junk junk. And they're out there. Lucky tech. Lucky tech. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that one really sucks among others. But I've really been trying to push these custom-made guys. You know, they're focusing on small. But... Man, they've been disappointing. Now the Hendrix, the Hendrix has been the best one of those that I've tried, and I just got the Hendrix box yesterday. I haven't looked at it yet, but uh, the Dark Horse has really kind of disappointed me lately. This last month was you probably I don't know if you saw that one. That was mm-hmm. it was terrible. I mean, they're supposed to be custom made products, and they only had two custom made products in the box. Everything else was not custom made. I think it's like you can come up with like a like, you know, they come out with their ideas, right? And like they start out with like really good intentions, and yeah. then when they start to look at margins and they do it over right. and over and over again, right? It's hard, it's hard to keep it up. I think it's very hard, um, and you know, these people that you're buying product from have got to make some money. Uh, it, it, you know, the, well, that's the, way- the thing is, most of these are based upon buying at the low cost and right lure manufacturers are eating it as a marketing budget. Right. That's right. I actually like I'm co-founder, part owner in Bass Tech. So I talked to Lucky or Mystery or somebody way back in the day and what they wanted to pay (laughs) for my jigs was below my cost. And then basically you're supposed to write that off as basically marketing budget. And right. to some degree, right? You're like, hey, we're going to get out a thousand boxes. So you're you're going to get, you know, sure, you're going to, you know, you have to use that as a marketing. And, and to some degree, I think it makes sense. But how sustainable is that? Like how many times can every tackle company do that? And how long is that sustainable? Like how many times are you going to hit up the same people for that same thing? I don't know. Yeah, it's you're, you're absolutely right. Do you and, think and- we've hit the saturation point? Or do you think there's more subscriptions coming? I don't know, man. It, it, there, the, you know, the thing that makes the bento box so amazingly cool is it's original. But, but the problem I think they're going to run in with the bento box is how many mega bass jerk baits can you put in the box before people start saying, "I got a whole slew of these things," even if they are custom colors. Uh, Maybe if a person's got enough money to drop a hundred bucks every single month on it, that they'll they'll, they'll, find, oh, <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll find they'll find that um, okay. But I, I think the big problem with any of these boxes is you've got to have enough variety to keep your people interested, and that's where I think the Super Six Sacks screwing up right now is uh, they got to get back on the. Uh, so when is the new like? When is the next Super Six Sack where it's? Like, when do we think the news, where are they going to win you back? When is that next bag coming? Well, I don't know, because they said uh, coming the, in 2022, new, amazing, crazy things. And, and this first first sack this month was nothing. 
it was the same old sack. So I don't know. I, I keep thinking it's got to be coming soon. They're saying it's amazing new things coming, out, and, and I'm hopeful that it, that it is. But, but uh, geez, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like we're to the point where we don't really need any more. We need the the people, the the, the, the the subscription boxes that are executing at the best level to win out and some of the others to disappear. And then. Yeah. Well, I think the, the way this stuff got started with lucky or MTV or whoever was the one that actually started this whole deal is uh, the idea was it's a gift. You're buying a monthly gift for a buddy or a neighbor or a relative or mm-hmm. something where they get surprise baits once a month. Like and the the month, I mean, it's like the fruit of the month club, right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah the fruit of the month club. And then, and then it kind of morphed into this thing where, hey, if you're a fisherman, you can get your own mystery tackle box every month. And, you know, that's kind of the way it's morphed. But people who really get these a lot, you kind of, man, I've seen it all. You're going to surprise me. The Major League Fishing Box is pretty good. I mean, they're trying to do a few things different because they include the pro video in there that you can – click on and watch and you can get a poster of one of these pros if that's something you're into. Uh, yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, but it's still not that unique, you know, that uh, they've, they've done a pretty good job of providing pretty quality stuff. So, so it seems like they all start cheaping out at some point though. And then that's when you're like, geez. Chris says he just loaded up his Omnia cart and he practicing his apology. Because I, put, I don't know if you, my IG story today where I was like, I'm weak, I, I caved, I'm broken. He's like, oh, that's what I'm going to use to tell my wife. <laughs> you Mr. you can the Mr. Bass monthly box, but you got to spin to win, right? Heck yeah, I I do have a box that I've created that's more just for fun for the show. It's not something I'm trying to sell. Uh, it's just like uh, liquidating the Mr. Bass inventory. And I don't want to completely bash on subscription boxes by any means. Um, I think there is a good play. I mean, like new anglers, there's it's really yeah. good values. There, like there's some good products out there catered yeah. to the you know newer anglers that can put a lot of cool baits in your hand. Right, um, right. And you know, and if if you're getting them as a gift, yeah, none of them are that bad, or most of them aren't that bad. Honestly, if you're getting them as yeah. a gift, so yeah. For sure. So I'd like you to see a box where they When you say I haven't ordered all year and you wait till January 3rd to use that, like I haven't ordered any tackle all year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's an interesting concept uh, Gramps is talking about where you could choose from your, your favorite six baits out of 10. I think the fear from a, from a seller's point is they're all going to take the, they're all going to take the, uh, you know, the, uh, chatterbaits and they're all going to leave the you know whatever the crappy lure is and then we're going to be stuck with 10,000 of the super crappy lure that nobody wanted yeah the super crappy mega Mr. Bass box uh, guaranteed to be full of the world's crappiest lures but you get a ton of them you should, do like a, you should have like a mega giveaway where you like literally you have all the the <laughs> off-brand outcasts from Lucky Tackle Box and Monster Bass, and like <laughs> it's a grand prize. Like, <clears throat> do you donate into that stuff? What do you do? You, what do you do I with a lot? Of, I put a lot of it in my buckets, and then do my spend to win. I give it give it away in the spend to win game. 
And uh, I mix it up with some of, uh, you know, higher quality lure. So sometimes you might get, you know, a six cents uh, crankbait. And then, and, then sometimes, and then sometimes you might get a Lucky Craft branded spinnerbait. You know, just depends on whether the wheel's fortunate. Uh, their fortune falls on you when you spin the wheel or not. Uh, so doing that on Saturday nights. So Sean's, Sean's watching on your channel. Looks like. Oh yeah. Look at that. Yeah, he is. He is. Trader Sean. Alabaster son. That's <laughs> called Smallmouth Crush Auctions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. sorry for stealing uh, uh, Travis's ideas. I shouldn't. He, do that. he sells his monster bass junk. Yeah. Well, hey. Everybody's got some. Everybody's got some. It's, it's all fine. You can watch wherever you want, but you can't use the custom emojis when you're over there, Sean. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You're you're losing out because I don't even have a membership on my channel. Uh, I, I, YouTube keeps telling me to do it. They keep saying you need to do it. Now's the time. But I haven't pulled the trigger just because I'm like, man, if I do it, I got I to gotta, I gotta give quality content or quality something to my subs and to my members. And until I'm positive i'll do that every month i'm not going to do it but at some was, point i probably will it's something that i definitely thought about for a long time before i did it but it's working out well i think uh people are enjoying it um we're doing some, like some after hour stuff and uh the only thing i don't like is like i see it does the same thing on restream as it does on Streamyard. it just like i have my custom emojis it shows up on youtube but if you try to like put daniel's comment up it just like Oh, you can't see it then. I can't way. see the emoji. It just does yeah. the text of it. But if you look on YouTube, you can see the custom emoji. But yeah, that does kind of suck. But now, see, that's something that these programs need to figure out because that's the the wave of the future, right there. Yeah, but yeah, we so we're doing after hour streams. We do some, you know, I try to like build that custom tool for drain the lake. And uh, when I do some of like my seminars for high schools, I record those and then I put those on in the members only section and you know, just try to get creative and, and deliver things that are, you know, make it fun and be part of the community. Oh, so that's awesome. Yeah. Sounds cool. Last movie either of you watched. Uh, I watched the last time I flew to the last couple of flights. I watched actually a bunch of movies. I watched, uh, what was it? Like, uh, so I watched, uh, Ten Rings, is that what it's called? The Mar- what, something of the rings, the Shang Mai. Uh, I think it's Legend of the Ten Rings. Maybe it's not ten, but it's definitely something Legend of the Rings. And then I also watched uh, Black Widow. I always watch Marvel movies when I'm on planes. Oh yeah, yeah. And then um, I also watched the. That Ryan Reynolds, he was in like a Shang Chai, a video game where he was like the the new guy or the last guy or the <laughs> something. It was, it was entertaining. It was like it was like uh, what's the game where you run around and like beat up people and smash cop cars and it was like a play on that. I don't know Grand uh, Theft Auto, but it was like oh yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it was like a play on that. Free guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're saying it. free guy. Free guy. Uh, I guess I need to watch some movies, man. I haven't watched. I anything. honestly like I watched you. I watched this like when I'm not like, yeah. I'm, like I'm not editing my own videos. Yeah, yeah, um, and things I'm, like that. I I um, do that too. I spend a ton of time on YouTube if I'm not. I hang out in lives. I watch you know Todd Castledine, Brad Hallman, 
you know, you see me on your lives, you see me on like Fast yeah. Talk Live, you see me on, uh, you know, all over the place. Um, Bateman yeah. when he does, like I, I honestly don't watch much TV. I watch a little bit of sports. You know, otherwise I'm, I watch YouTube about bass fishing. I watch YouTube about like YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I watch yeah. uh, and like like some investing stuff and like food stuff. But yeah, it's mainly YouTube. Like and a little bit of Netflix. I but Ozark's it. coming out. Me binge watching that. Ozarks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch a ton of football. That's about it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, sorry, punch fishing. I can't give you the name of a movie I've seen recently, but I wanted to go see the ne- next Matrix movie, and then I saw so many terrible reviews on it. I was like, eh, I'm not going to go do it. Uh, it sounds like they screwed it up. Best but, thing you grilled in the last month. Um, I, I, I smoked a couple turkeys around Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those turned out good. Otherwise, burgers and steaks. So probably the, the most interesting thing was the, the smoked turkeys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't help you there either, man. I got, uh, a, I got a big green egg and a smoke Weber smoke fire pellet grill, both. Nice. What I do is I go to uh, the steakhouse and I get it there. Um, we got some amazing barbecue here in this town. I mean, world-class barbecue like you wouldn't believe. So I go there quite a bit. If you're ever in the Kansas City area, you need to shoot me a text message uh, or shoot me a message on Instagram, and I'll hook you up to some amazing barbecue. Actually, just thought my, my daughter has a soccer tournament in April. Oh, sweet. Okay. We can make it happen, dude. You've got to. So do we do we collab on barbecue or do we try to sneak out in your boat? We could do both, man. Heck yeah. We could take barbecue out on the boat, man. That would be a blast. We might have to plan ahead and see if there's some extra time. Heck yeah. We can make it happen. All right. Well, what do you think? It's 10 o'clock, dude. We've been on two hours. Yeah, we were... uh... Yeah, that was good viewership fast. tonight. Uh, good fun stream, lively chat. It was awesome for an impromptu. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll do this again sometime. Heck yeah. Definitely. This is my makeup stream for no stream next week because I will be in Mexico. Yeah, we'll have a good time down there and uh, with your pina coladas and uh, getting uh, out on the beach. That should be fun. Are you going to uh, Cancun or some other place? Uh, just south of there, uh, R- Riviera Maya. Okay, cool. A lot of pool time, a lot of non-kid time. So, oh man, I, I'd like to. My wife and I went on a cruise like right before uh, COVID, and that was a blast. I would love to do that again. There you go. Yeah. Gramps is on Friday and Monday. I'm sure Mr. Bass will have a few streams next week. Uh, so, yeah, I got streams coming. You guys, they'll, they'll keep you in good hands next week. That's where you'll get your fix. You get your dopamine on the YouTube's. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Smash that like button before you go and yeah, share the video. late. Catch one of the replays on one of our channels. And uh, right on. I guess, as always, Hello Bass here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. Right on. <laughs> Adios, people. Bye bye.